Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm sharing eight highly nutritious foods rich in nutrition that you can include regularly in your diet to help fuel and recover from your weight training. Welcome back to the Daily Dollop podcast, everybody. I hope you're having an amazing day. My name's Kate Freeman. I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of the Healthy Eating Hub and the Healthy Eating Clinic. Sad fact about me is that I've been slapped in the boob with an Oki strap. True story. Yesterday we were cleaning out the backyard and we had some old furniture that we took to the green shed, which is the recycling place in Canberra to recycle things that you don't want anymore. So we're at the green shed and Brad is unloading the ute with the outdoor furniture and it's tied down with Oki straps. And I get out of my side of the car to walk around the back to help him unload, like he asked me to. As I'm walking around the back of the ute, I'm whacked in the chest with the Oki strap so hard. I thought I was shot. I was like, ah, it got me. And I'm just keeled over in pain. And I burst into tears because I was so (laughs) in shock. And I had a Oki strap red hook shaped welt on my boob for the good rest of the day. It was super traumatic actually and now I have um now I have a boob, a bruised boob. So it was yeah, it was a super traumatic day yesterday. And he did, to his credit, did feel pretty bad as he was unloading the ute, the Oki strap just slipped out of his hand and of course it was under full tension. And yeah, it hurt a lot. And upon telling a number another family member about it, they were just like, oh, just be grateful. It's not your face. And I thought, how's that for a positive twist? So true. I'd rather my boob than my face. But on to today's episode where we're talking about weight training. And I want to just go through eight highly nutritious foods to regularly include in your diet that can help you recover and from your weight training and fuel your weight training. One of the things that's really cool about the body, and in particular your muscle cells, is that they are renewed every 30 to 40 days. So in terms of the protein breakdown and rebuilding, every 30 to 40 days, you've got a whole new set of muscle cells. How cool is that? So what is interesting to think is that where do you think that new protein comes from? And of course it comes from your diet. So you really are what you eat. And so your muscles and of course the rest of your body, because a lot of your body is made of protein, comes from you know the building blocks of what we're eating each day. Super, super cool. So the reason that weight training and resistance exercises causes us to get stronger is because of this constant cell renewal. It means that each time the muscles are broken down and rebuilt, if it's under the stress of weight training, so muscles are being used regularly to lift heavy loads, each time they're broken down and rebuilt, they're able to be rebuilt stronger. And it's one of the mechanisms by which the body learns to adapt to weight training and become stronger. And so fitness and strength is an actually is a, a adaptation of the body 
in response to the stress stimulus of exercise and in particular weight training. Now I say stress because weight training and any kind of high intensity exercise is a stressor on the body. And so it's really important to know that because it is a stressor, you won't actually get good adaptation and good recovery unless you then give it time to rest and then fuel it appropriately. So stress plus rest equals muscle growth. So you need to make sure that when you're having one a really good exercise session that you're then resting appropriately, maybe having at least one, if not two rest days a week where you're just doing something gentle or no exercise at all. And you're giving your body plenty of macro and micronutrients so it can recover. So here are my eight foods that I reckon you should include in your diet regularly to help you, even if you don't weigh and train, these are good foods to eat. But in particular, give your body what it needs. I just had a thought and then I was like, you know what, Kate, share this thought later. So first up, first food is broccoli. Broccoli is rich in antioxidants and in particular a powerful antioxidant known as vitamin C. So a byproduct of metabolism, which is your body breaking down food for energy so that it can move. So when you're exercising, metabolism is increased. The byproduct of that is the production of what we call free radicals. So these are dangerous chemicals that can damage cell membranes and DNA. And so the job of the antioxidant is to neutralize these free radicals so that then they can't damage our cells. So vitamin C is a powerful antioxidant and broccoli is actually one of the best sources out of all fruits and vegetables. Broccoli has the highest amount of vitamin C. And in fact, just 100 grams of broccoli contains 100% of your body's daily vitamin C needs. Don't boil your broccoli. You'll lose a little bit of your vitamin C with boiling. So the best way to eat it is either raw or I personally like eating it blanched or steamed or microwave. So it's just like partially cooked, but still a little bit crunchy. Stir frying is another great way of eating it as well. So other good sources of vitamin C are berries, citrus fruit, kiwi fruit, spinach, kale, and capsicum. So I'm going to link to an article I wrote on eight must eat foods for weight training in the show notes. It's got a recipe for each of the foods that I'm going to outline in the session today. So I've got this great recipe for a beef and vegetable stir fry, which has got broccoli in it. So a great way to eat it. And hundred grams of broccoli, that's easy to eat in a day. And then you're like, boom, vitamin C done. Next food up is salmon. So there's a significant amount of research available now on the benefits of omega-3 fatty acids. So these are the fats that we don't need to be worried about. They're not bad fats. In fact, they can help improve our cardiovascular health, our joint health. Wild salmon is one of the best natural sources of omega-3. It's also super, super delicious. So the recommendation would be to include salmon or another fatty fish like tuna, mackerel or sardines at least once or twice a week if you're happy to include it. I've got a really awesome recipe for a salmon and four bean salad, which has got this delicious yogurty, lemony dressing on it. So yummy. Give that one a try. Other sources of omega-3 if you don't like seafood are walnuts, uh, linseeds, chia seeds, or you can take a supplement if you like as well. Next up are lentils. So lentils are rich in carbohydrates and the body's primary source of energy comes from carbohydrate. 
the right amount of carbohydrate intake is vital if you live a, a healthy, active lifestyle. I've talked about the point of making sure you're eating enough if you are really active and you're doing a lot of exercise. The thing with carbohydrates is that we want to choose healthy food options for them. There aren't good or bad, etc. right? However, there are more nutritious options that you want to include regularly. Lentils, part of the legume family, they're a great source of high fiber, low GI carbohydrate. And this just means that during digestion, the sugar is slowly absorbed into the bloodstream, which just gives you better control over your blood sugar levels, more sustained energy throughout the day, help fuels your training. They're also a great source of protein and other micronutrients as well. So add lentils to salads, curries, soups, and stews. It's generally a good idea post-workout meal in particular to have a carbohydrate pairing with a protein. So I've got a recipe for a lamb and vegetable stew, which is both carbohydrate and protein rich and super delicious and hearty. Next up is eggs, a great protein source. If you're happy to have whole unprocessed Eggs, not like protein powders or bars. Eggs provide a really good source of nutrients such as selenium, vitamin B12, iodine, vitamins A and E. They're highly nutritious. Enjoy them for breakfast as a protein option in a salad. You know, maybe make quiches or omelets. Eggs are fantastic. I got a fantastic recipe here for baked beans with eggs and halloumi. Next up is steak. Now I've talked about red meat on the show before. And how we want to sort of limit our intake to around two to three times per week as a maximum, just from the perspective of we don't want to be building our whole diet out of red meat and it featuring super regularly just due to its status as being probably carcinogenic. So check out my red meat episode for more on that. But one of the things that's really important for active people is iron. So iron is vital for transporting oxygen around the body. And an insufficient intake can lead to symptoms of low energy or fatigue. So red meats such as beef, lamb, pork and kangaroo are all really rich in iron. They're also good sources of vitamin B12. Um, It's also a great source of protein. So it can be part of your total sort of protein intake for the day. So include it two to three times a week. You know, if you're not a big meat eater or you're a vegetarian, things like nuts, seeds, whole grains and legumes, and in particular, green leafy veggies are other good sources of iron. And check out my iron deficiency episode for more dietary strategies to help you absorb that iron from your food. I've got a lovely recipe. It's one of my absolute favorites, which is zesty lamb and grilled vegetables. So delicious and tasty. Next up is natural yogurt. So good bone mineral density is vital for decreasing your risk of osteoporosis later on in life. Osteoporosis is actually the biggest risk factor of falls amongst the elderly and elderly having falls is really not a good thing. So in order for our bones to increase in density, they need calcium. And one of the best sources of calcium is natural yogurt. One of the cool things about resistance training and the way that our body adapts to that training is that the action of muscles pulling on a bone when you're lifting or pushing or pulling something heavy is that that stress of the the muscle and the tendon pulling on the bone actually triggers the bone to put down more calcium and more structure so it becomes stronger. So one of the best things to decrease your risk of osteoporosis later on in life is regular weight training. And regardless of age, it doesn't matter when you start 
it can make a really big difference. And of course, the earlier you start, the better. Next up is raw nuts. There's nothing worse than illness interrupting your active lifestyle. And I know all about that. I'm just getting over a cold at the moment. And it's super annoying because I've got things to do and exercise I want to do and work that I want done and being sick sucks. So an adequate intake of zinc is a really good way to keep your immune system firing on all cylinders. It's good for immune cell production and can help ward off those pesky colds and flus along with other micronutrients as well. So nuts are really good sources of zinc. Raw nuts are the best choice and they make a really handy on-the-go snack. So, you know, have them pre or post-workout, maybe chuck them into your breakfast with your muesli. I love nuts in a salad or a curry. The other great thing about nuts is that they're also a really great source of dietary fiber for your gut, healthy fats, you know, and, and a lot of other micronutrients as well. In fact, there's really good research that shows 20 to 30 grams of raw nuts per day has even been shown to decrease risk of developing chronic diseases such as heart disease. So yeah, eat some nuts every day. Lastly, food number eight is sweet potato. Sweet potato is an excellent source of beta carotene, which is a chemical that the body then converts into vitamin A by the body. And it what gives the vegetables their orange color. Vitamin A has a large range of important functions within the body, helps to maintain a healthy retina in your eye, healthy skin, good immune function. So sweet potato not only is a great source of beta carotene, but it's also a great source of carbohydrate as well. So it's a great way to fuel those training sessions. It's low GI, meaning it's absorbed more slowly into the bloodstream. So it's a great post-workout recovery carbohydrate source or just, you know, as part of your total carbohydrate intake for the day. So try making, you know, oven baked chips, toss in extra virgin olive oil or a sweet potato mash. You can pop them in frittatas or omelets. Yum. I've got a soup recipe on here to try. Well, that's it for today. Why don't you see, set yourself a challenge, see how many of these eight foods you can include this week. Enjoy and we'll see you in the next episode. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode. <laughs>